0: Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Jotar, your host. And with the trade deadline just days away, the NHL finds itself in a spot in which a lot of teams will be jockeying for position. A lot of teams will be looking for last-moment trades. And that gives us an opportunity to look at a bunch of late games, three in particular that will be late on this St. Patrick's Day Also, the first day of the college basketball tournament. I understand that. I get that. That's the first round. They're big NHL games tonight. And By the way, if there is more things that you'd like to understand about March Madness, you can always go to some of the other sawdust podcast network podcast specifically about basketball and the college game you can check out the Fade the Noise podcast as well as a few others as well Uh, Fade the Noise with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Nate Lundy is usually of course our hockey co-host here but as it is March Madness he's over at the college basketball world today and tomorrow so I'll bring you solo into these three games in which we're looking at a busy busy Thursday night slate. We will start over in Vancouver, where the Canucks, one of the teams being talked about in a lot of the trade discussions, specifically with JT Miller, who leads the team in points, goals, and assists, are looking to either decide if they're going to be part of this playoff discussion or if they're going to look to go ahead and start a rebuild. As it stands right now, they are only one point behind the Vegas Golden Knights for the final wild card spot in the Western Conference. And we'll get to the Golden Knights, who are in a major slump in a little bit. The Red Wings at 24-29-7 and seven have been a bad road team, 8-17-3. and three. Vancouver, as they decide whether they're going to want to be sellers or buyers or just sit out the trade deadline, have an important game in front of them, and I expect them to get it done tonight. So looking at the situation here, the Canucks 14-11 and four at home. It's not absolutely terrific, but again, with that bad performance on the season by Detroit, obviously you have to think the Red Wings are in a difficult spot, despite the fact that they've only played one time before this year, and the Red Wings beat the Canucks. Of course, that was in Detroit, 3-1, and oh, by the way, it was back in October, so probably not a lot of things uh, bear into play when you're talking about that game compared to this game. So as we look at this game in particular, it is difficult to go ahead and just look at the money line for the Canucks. They're a, a minus 200 to win tonight. That's a tricky one. So you look at the over-under, that sits at about six and a half. Now, that's where I think it gets interesting. The under of the six and a half is the one that is favored at minus 125 roughly or so right now. And that's the one I'd pick. As I mentioned, the last game they played, 3-1. to That'd be obviously quite a bit under. And neither of these teams are particularly top-tier goal scorers. Now, they have certainly good players who can do it. Dylan Larkin and Miller, of course, come to mind. But I do think the under is the way to go tonight. If you don't mind paying a little bit of that juice, minus 120, minus 125, depending on where you're shopping. But it is the puck line that intrigues me. Detroit is playing out the string. There probably is no other way to put it. They may end up being uh, potentially sitting the trade deadline out. They could be sellers, but they're certainly not going to be buyers. And so in this case, with the Canucks needing the win, with the Red Wings not needing the win, although they'd like to gain a little more respectability, I look at that puck line for the Canucks, and it's interesting because over at DraftKings, the puck line is minus one and a half as it usually is, but the Canucks are a plus 125 to make it. Well, Tonight, I think they're going to do it. So I look at the Canucks game. I do think this is going to be, if not a blowout, I do think that 3-1 to one type of score, 4-2, to two, something like that, is going to be in play and likely going to be reversed. When you're looking at a, a, a goaltender like Thatcher Demko, he's had a better season than I think a lot of people realize. Uh, especially with that 2.66 goals against average and save percentage at about 92%. So I do like the idea of taking the Canucks on the puck line tonight, and that's because I'm more of a guy that likes to get into plus money. Obviously, uh, there's a little more risk involved with that, but that's the way I like to go with it. So tonight at a plus 125, I am going to take the Canucks on that puck line, a minus one and a half. I do think they'll win this by two. If you wanted to go ahead and and maybe take a player prop or two. Well, again, J.T. Miller is the guy. J.T. Miller finds himself uh, in a spot where he may be shopped, he may be moving on, or he may be uh, in line to stick with the Canucks, and if so, well, he's going to start wanting a raise soon enough. He has one year left on his existing contract after this one, and I do like Miller to score in this particular game. I, I do think uh, he's going to be one of the guys with the goal, and any time score is 135 over at DraftKings on the plus side. If you think he's going to be the first or last, that's a plus 1100. I generally don't recognize though those as not only good bets. I avoid them almost entirely, but if you feel likely that that's going to be a fit, I can certainly see that uh, for Miller being the guy to go with. The idea of Miller getting at least just one point assist or otherwise, though, gets to a minus 135, not particularly a good fit there. The, the one that is interesting for a point, actually, you go to Detroit. And that would be Maurice Sider, their talented defenseman, who leads the team, by the way, with 37 assists. If you go and look for just a point for Sider, you can go over a half point, point so any assist gets it done or a goal of course and that's a minus 110 a uh, little bit of juice going back to the house on that but I can live with that so I do like Miller to score as an anytime scorer I like Cider as a point getter for the night and I do like Vancouver on the puck line I think they're going to find a way to get it done. Let's move over out west into California, where, again, we have a couple teams that have some very, very interesting uh, situations in front of them, the Sharks and the Kings. Now, Over in that playoff chase in the West, it is not terribly competitive near the top. The Avalanche have a 10-point lead over the Flames, who have a 7-point lead over the Kings in the Pacific. So you're trying to hold on to your spot if you're the Kings, and you're trying to find a way to uh, sort of crawl in it if you're the Sharks. They have a record of 26-25-8, which sounds good, but with only 60 points, they're 8 points out of that last spot. Uh, I suppose since they have played only 59 games, some of the fewest in the West, they are is still time to make it up if they're going to do so they're going to need to do it now though their minus 29 goal differential on the year is the fourth worst in the west whereas the kings find themselves on the plus side with a plus two goal differential and of course that 74 points puts them only two points out of second in the entire western conference that belongs of course to the st louis blues over in the Central. So, looking at this game tonight, when you take a look at uh, the Kings hosting it, obviously they are favored. Now, it's not the same as we saw just a moment ago with uh, Vancouver, but the Kings are favored at a minus 150 or so on the money line. That's probably livable. The puck line of that plus 160 for the Kings to get it at one and a half, I'm not comfortable with that. Uh, The Sharks have actually won all three games this season, over the Kings. The Kings are a better team, but the Sharks seem to have their number. And that's reflected in the lines tonight. The Sharks at a plus 1.5 on the puck line are a minus 190 to get it. So there's a little more difficulty trying to find a way to get this done. Well, this is where we go to the 60 minute. Line or what's sometimes called the the the, uh, the three way. It allows basically to say what the one of these goals. Or pardon me. The game will be solved in regulation only. One of the three has gone to overtime. I think the Kings will win this game, and I think they will win it in regulation. I think the Sharks uh, are finding themselves basically. Out of contention, they did sign Tomas Hurdle to a new deal, so you can tell where they're trying to build towards, but this year, it doesn't seem like they're going to be getting there, and the Kings have all the incentive in the world to play well. The Kings, a mediocre home team, 15-13-3, and, and the Sharks, roughly the same on the road, 12 Twelve and four. So I'm going to take the Kings on the 60-minute line where they're a minus 105. Not very much uh, juice going back uh, in that particular one, and I do like the Kings to get it. You go from a one minus 150 to a minus 105, presuming that they win uh, in the 60-minute and regulation. Find a way to get that done. I think that's a possibility. The other one that's interesting is that that is a a, a, a a pardon me a a uh, over under line that is a little bit different. It's only five and a half tonight. That's a little strange because here's what the teams have scored in the three games this season. Six to two, that's eight goals. Four to three, that's seven. And five to zero in the odd game only five days ago where the Sharks beat the Kings 5-zip at home. Even in that one, they got to 5, and the Kings didn't score any. The Kings will be looking for revenge. They'll be at home. I think that's an easy one to hit the over. That's a minus 110 there. So if you don't really feel comfortable with the Kings, perhaps the over will make sense to you in that particular situation and it it does to me too i think either one of them is perfectly acceptable a hurdle by the way is a plus 190 isn't an anytime score for the sharks uh, who have averaged i mean let's face it five goals a game in this series, this season. uh, Obviously, he's going to be the guy to look for. And when you look at the anytime score, he is a plus 190 on the night. I'm okay with that. Feeling uh, good about that brand new contract. And uh, you can go with that as well. Now, if you believe that uh, just a point, whether he gets a goal or an assist, if you'd rather just go that way, you do have to pay a little bit back. That's a minus 130. Or if you think he'll be a little complacent after getting the new deal, well, if you don't think he's going to get on the score sheet at all, well, even money plus 100 if you wanted to go that route in this one i don't feel as good about any of the particular player props hurdle is the one i'd take a look at but i do like the kings on the 60 minute line and i really also like the over going to our last one it is an interesting matchup because a year ago you would have called this one of the more intriguing ones of the night tonight a little bit different the florida panthers Go visit the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Of course, the Panthers, with 88 points, are the best team in the East, the second best team in the NHL. They have a plus 73 goal differential, which leads the league. This is an offensive juggernaut when it comes to Florida. Oh, and by the way, on the road, they're 15-7-6. Vegas is a team that's in big trouble. They are holding on to the final wild card spot in the West just barely they are only one point ahead of the Dallas Stars and the Vancouver Canucks only two points ahead of the Winnipeg Jets and in that the people that are pursuing them obviously Winnipeg's won two in a row Vancouver won their last one and of course as I said I think they'll win tonight the Dallas Stars have had their opportunity to pass them though they've lost three straight but it is the Knights that find themselves in really dire straits at this point only three wins in their last 10 games, losers of five in a row. And it seems every single time as if it's getting worse and worse and worse. So now Vegas finds themselves desperate, absolutely desperate for a win. These teams have played once back in January, the Panthers won four to one, and it's reflected in the money line. The Panthers at a minus 170 to win this game. Uh, I, I will say this much at least. I think the Panthers are so likely to win this game. I would possibly be willing to go ahead and take that uh, minus 170, but because of that, why bother? We're going to go back to the 60-minute line on this one, minus 105 for the Panthers. To me, that's the biggest no-brainer of the night, and quite frankly, if you like the puck line of minus one and a half, it's a plus 145 for the Panthers. I will take that too, uh, if that's the way you want to go. The Panthers, to my mind, uh, ignore the the matchups and think, wow, Vegas has been good ever since they've come into the league. They are not good now. They have a very good chance of missing the playoffs. And if I were to guess as, as it stands today, I think they are more likely to miss it then they will make it. So the Panthers tonight on that puck line, if you're feeling that confident, go for it. If not, the 60-minute line at that minus 105 for the Panthers to win to me is as easy as it gets. Any particular uh, player props, if you'd like, uh, I, I would stay away from Vegas in general. The Panthers are so good. If you want to look at any of those top players for the Panthers, obviously uh, the goal scorers, you're looking at Barkoff, uh, you're looking at, at Hobardew, you're looking at those kind of players. But you may want to understand that this team scores from all over the place. You can gamble on it on the any time for sure. But perhaps when you're looking at points, it becomes a little difficult because Barkov, you need him to get two points. Hubert, same thing, two points. So if you feel lucky you can do that but to me uh, i'm going to go ahead and go with the panthers on that puck line if you're not feeling as confident the 60 minute line will work and i think you'll find yourself in good shape either way that's what we're looking at tonight on the st patrick's day schedule three late games for you on the nhl slate we'll be back at it tomorrow and as i mentioned if you're thinking college basketball look i don't blame you Go check out Fade the Noise with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy, uh, along with all the other great Sawdust Podcast Network shows that will get you into all the action with all the sports. And I want to remind you, by the way, baseball starts the spring training games today. We're called Sticks and Stacks for a reason. We do hockey and we do baseball. So baseball's coming and it's coming quick. So if you want to keep track of both of those, well, this is your spot. Welcome aboard. Feel free to subscribe. If you'd like, my name is Shondro Tar, your host, S-D-R-O-T-A-R at Twitter, and I'll be back tomorrow taking a look at Friday's slate of NHL games right here at Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.